snap at the exact time I did so even though my internet's not working now like on my laptop uh, I'm sure it's fine yeah it's probably good yeah. but we have successfully timed out worst we, we timed out was so good god you know I'm, I'm beginning to think maybe we're maybe we're really the best here at the podcast game well, we could be number one. How so? Well, well, Quinn got it. We we we're the ones who have number one. Frowning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the other thing is clearly we take the most um, concise yet detailed notes known to mankind. Oh yeah, on point every time. We've we've never missed anything or beefed it. We've never missed a week of podcasting. Uh, we're always on time with our episodes. Pretty much. I I can practically feel Sam's frown growing with each sentence I speak. I apologize. I do not have the energy for the bit. No, you're so valid. God. You might not be aware of this, but we had to watch Bleach. Oh. Oh, no. Really? Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so So, sorry. So remember last night when I was like, alright, I've been procrastinating watching these fucking episodes. Time to do it. Mm -hmm, And then like six hours later, I was like, okay, I'm actually opening up the episodes. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Uh, so anyways, this morning, when I was opening up the episodes to watch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I woke up at 4am, and in my inability to sleep, that's when I watched them. Ooh, that's... Right and early. That seems like the perfect time, though. Just let it kind of wash over you. <laughs> really, really feel it out. It'll wash over you. <laughs> the new, it'll wash over you is the thing the, the new Bleachery Watch podcast it'll wash over you so I had the opportunity to do a bit here Okay. and I, I have graciously decided not to do it uh, for you see I have a confetti blaster in my hands <laughs> Ah. I'm actually actively begging you to do the bit <laughs> and I was like I could celebrate this announcement by, you know, 
twisting the confetti blaster and popping the the thing. But then I was like, I, I just had the one of the most productive mornings in a while. Like I took, I did a month's worth of laundry, a month Hell and yeah. a half's worth of recycling, a month's worth of composting, a month's worth of trash, a month's worth of dishes. And I even did a month's worth of swe- sweeping the floor. You may notice that there is a like common denominator in all these. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have not been having a great time. Um, and now I'm like, I could, you know, use this confetti blaster. But A, that's probably not a great audio experience. <laughs> yeah, and it also might be, like, triggering for some people, I'm sure. Yeah. To have a sudden and loud noise. <laughs> Yeah, like a, a sudden loud noise that is like, you know, it is a, an explosion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of sorts. Uh, and B, I don't want to have to pick up goddamn confetti. Yeah, I was going to say, that that creates a lot of work that you just... Yeah. You just went through doing. So I've decided this confetti blaster will stay on my mantle as what I have been keeping it for... I received it a while ago as like my, hey, you've been at this company for 10 years, you know. Um, as part of like the little throw yourself a party, here's a here's a single can of of liquor and some cookies oh, and a confetti. How blaster. nice! Um, oh. And I was like, great, sweet. Um, but you know, same reasons then as now. Didn't want to. Didn't want to mm-hmm. do it. And I decide what I do is I keep it within arm's reach, uh, and easily findable in the darkness, so that if for some reason. I'm un- there is a home invader and I'm unable to find my knife. Uh, I'll just go reach for the confetti blaster and <laughs> aim it at their face. <laughs> no, that's fair. That, that that's that's taps head three times. Well, it's time to talk about the finale of this epic saga, this incredible season. Sam, you're gonna make me cry. Just by, like, saying this. I... Mmm. Mmm. I don't like it. I... It, this is... I'm so glad we put the fights of Xyloporo and Grimjow on uh, hold so we could go through this whole sh- this whole season. Yeah, no, I'm so glad that we put all... We, we had to take that detour from Arankar Avenue, you know, to New Captain City. And I, I just... I, you know, it has like a 4.5 on TripAdvisor, and I was like, you know, New Captain City's got, there's got to be something good here, you know? Like, it's got all these high ratings. It it, I, it turns out, I, I'm sorry, guys, I, I beefed it. TripAdvisor was glitching out. It, it has a 2.5 out of 5 on TripAdvisor. I don't know why it told me it was a 4.5, and I led us astray. We, we we came here to do new Captain City and there there were no there were no no tourist attractions. There was nothing we could come here for. Oh see, I know exactly what happened. The only people who continued watching Bleach into this arc are the people who were so thoroughly bleach pilled. Yeah. This definitely reeks of a certain kind of bleach brain poisoning the whole thing does so is what you're saying is 
when we got to this arc, it was not, in fact, glitching out. TripAdvisor, the 4.5 was accurate, but that everybody who had watched up to this point thus far was so bleach-pilled that it, it had to have a 4.5. But then we got here, and everybody in, in the world started watching Bleach, and suddenly it was a 2.5. Yes, I, the- I believe in our... Uh- I I believe in our cultural weight like this, yes. Of course. Right. The problem is that we The problem is that we have seen films that aren't the boss baby. Oh, okay. Alright. Right. And so we can recognize that you know, this maybe doesn't stack up. But okay, okay, hear me out. What if I've also seen the boss baby? It's okay if the boss baby's a piece of your of, you know, the mosaic of your media experience. The problem's when you're the guy who's only seen the boss baby. Okay. All right. Which you know is what? You're fair. I assume <laughs> what being bleach pilled is like. I I I can assume if you're thoroughly bleach pilled, the boss baby might appeal to you. <laughs> like despite the transphobia, right, but... I'm sure the boss baby has something you can appeal to. And I mean, to be clear, in this metaphor, Bleach is the boss baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, Bleach has transphobia, too. But we just haven't quite gotten there. <laughs> yeah, that'll come. That'll come. Oh, man. I don't... This is It'll Wash Out. Bleach Rewatch Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily. I'm your co-host, Sam. And I'm your co-host, Quinn. I had prepared a whole thing. I was getting ready. I had some energy. It's really sort of fallen out of my sails at this point. So I'm just going to come out and say it. Seasonal, that appendage to my co-host title has been thrown in the garbage. I'm around for the foreseeable future, folks. Uh, so it's going to be fun. You're having a host join who's read all of Bleach in the past, who's watched a great deal of Bleach, but who hasn't watched <laughs> the portion of Bleach that we're about to be returning into in a great deal of time. So I'm just going to reorient myself. I might have some holes. I'm going to get called out. I've read it before, but it's been a long time. We're, we're going to be so critical of you, Quinn. I'm going to get my shit torn apart every day here. I mean, every, and I'm I signing up for of, it. I think all three of us are in that exact scenario. <laughs> yeah, actually. I Fair think enough. that like, It's been like half a fucking year. <laughs> I think all of the conditions that you have laid out apply to all of us. All of us have, have read Bleach all the way through. None of us has seen past this in the anime. And <laughs> most of us have seen, have read Bleach a while ago. See, the thing is, Quinn here, uh, when we met Quinn, was in the process of reading the Thousand Year Blood War arc. Uh, rereading it, I believe. Uh, no, that was my first time reading it. Oh, man. <laughs> so I had gone to it because <laughs> I had read all of the rest of Bleach, and then I had petered out like a couple chapters into the Thousand Year Blood War arc. And then I was like, I've got a friend who was really into it 
a hardcore Thousand Year Blood War uh, apologist. Oh, no. And I sat down and I read through it and I sort of tweeted through it because there's some stuff in there. There is some stuff in there. Um, yeah, no. So th- theoretically, by the time we get there in like two and a half years or at this rate, like five, um, you know, you'll have the, the most recent mindset of what went on in the Thousand Year Plug War arc. Of right. all three of us. You're our Good thing I only watched, like, the first two episodes of the anime adaptation and then stopped. Because it wouldn't be fair if I had watched all of it and then it's like, ah, now we're coming back. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, Sam, for the longest time, was like, ooh, do I watch it? Do I watch it? <laughs> so. It is amazing how, like, the second it actually came out and... Now, I didn't even watch episode one, but, like, the second it came out, I just lost, entirely lost interest in watching that show as it was airing. <laughs> That's completely fair, honestly. No, I, I have Possibly to... because of the other episodes of Bleach that we were watching at the time. Yeah, it's really tough if you're in the middle of the dirt to yeah. pick something up. Because I'd say the arc starts promisingly, at least. But when you're just, like, staring down the barrel of what Bleach can be in like the most negative sort of sense it gets really hard to be like yeah i'm gonna go back i'm gonna stick my face in the mud yeah no it (laughs) i i think we will get to our overall thoughts by the time we're done with this episode probably um what let's say we go ahead and start with our summaries yeah. That, that, that was not a rhetorical question. I was expecting an answer. <laughs> I thought that that was a transition, and so I stayed cool for the slide into it. Uh, let's I s- fucking go! <laughs> I said yeah, but unfortunately I did it so quietly it wasn't picked up by Discord. Yeah. Well, what I'm gonna do, you see here, for... for... I'm just a little guy and I watch Beach recently. <laughs> What I'm going to do here... Keep that energy in mind, because I have things to say about that specific energy later. Oh, uh, what I'm going to do here is, with my editing prowess, I'm going to make sure your yeah is heard, so I just sound like an asshole ignoring you. Um, Thank you. Thank of you. Co- of course, of course. Uh, episode 188, Duel, Amagai versus Ichigo. Uh, so I, I'm just going to read verbatim what I've wrote, what I've written. what I, It's not what I've wrote, it's what I've written. I can speak. I'm not pausing this app to stop for notes. We're just going. I'm respecting the show as much as it respects my time. I even skipped Chubra. That's insane. I, I did actually, in fact, skip Chubra, the, the first episode this week. I had to watch it for... Damn. For the second episode, because I was like, this is the last time this opening is going to play. I might as well enjoy it while it lasts. Um, anyway, uh, we start off, start off with the video buffering and a brief recap of the past couple episodes as usual. In case you couldn't remember, Amagai is evil and Kamoi was working for him. And basically, this is all to get revenge because Yamamoto killed his dad. It's really dumb. Amagai's no, no. So- Amagai is not evil. He's wounded. 
Mm. He's hurt. Of course. He's vengeful. There we go. Vengeful. He's a very, um, he's a character with so much depth. So much. If, because if you say he's evil for going after Yamamoto, that that means Yamamoto is good. Yeah, that makes us sound pro-cop. The thing is, oh, the thing is, the episode has some things to say about that, and it turns out, <laughs> it turns out that maybe Look, Yamamoto's we'll not a bad guy. We'll, it turns we'll out there. that maybe the cops are okay. It turns out that maybe Soul Society's running fine under his leadership. Fuck me. <laughs> we'll get to that in presumably 20 minutes. Dear I'm listeners. literally foaming at the mouth, folks. The fiddle is flying. Dear listeners, please be aware there is a portion. There is a part of these two episodes where I had to pause and get up and go to another room, scream into a pillow. I was so bad. I got so pissed off. Okay, but yes, there's the the vengeance. He's a complicated, fraught sort of character who wants to kill a little girl. Murder. Murder. Just once. Uh, if you if you couldn't remember, in case it was like too complicated for your tiny brains to remember, uh, Amagai's sword, it like fucks up others on Pacto abilities. But Ichigo is on the way and arrives just as a high school OC Amagai is about to fuck up Yamamoto. He is the most high school designed OC I've ever seen. He's got a green lightsaber coming out of a dragon's mouth attached to his arm. Yeah, it doesn't get more OC than that. He's also wielding a keyblade in his other hand. Yep. (laughs) A keyblade that not only is it like, it's a fire keyblade, that it looks about as strong as Yamamoto's keyblade. I guess that's unfair. The, The show doesn't actually draw any comparison between their power levels, but it feels like the implication is... He's got the same type of sword as Yamamoto. He's like a match for Yamamoto. The the only power Which, comparison mm. that this show draws between Yamamoto and Amagai is Amagai says, my sword beats your sword and makes it not work. And Yamamoto goes, okay, and then stands there for the rest of the season. No, there's one, there is one moment where he flash steps. I thought what? he was going to flash step to do something. But nope. no, he flash steps, and then the next time the camera's on him, he's just standing there again. <laughs> I, it's so bad, because this whole thing, the way this thing resolves, raises questions if you even want to go there, but I don't know that we do. We'll see when we get there. We will see. Uh, Ichigo, of course, mad at Amagai for involving other people. But he's ready to defend the police chief who wanted him captured this entire time. Uh, Amagai asks Ichigo if he refuses to back down, and Ichigo just goes, Bankai, baby! Uh, Amagai starts twirling his not keyblade and launches flames out of it as his dragon arm also has a green energy sword. I can't read that sentence and not crack up. That actually happens. Uh, It's also really tough, because the keyblade, like, up in his arm is like, what if a car's engine was made out of seashells. <laughs> it's bad. It doesn't look good. 
it's wild because like the original form of this sword, I was like, yeah, you know, I can get down with this. This is pretty all right. And then this shit happens and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? This isn't bleach. It, it looks like shit, but he does get off a cool 32 hit combo at one point. So who could say what's bad or good? Don't worry. He uses his, his super like 90 times where he like spins his blade uh, like around over his head and he does like the helicopter and he's like boom fire baby because that's his super i guess um he, re- he also at this point reminds ichigo that zanpakuto are useless against him but ichigo refuses to give in uh and it, it turns out uh he was right not to give in because ichigo zanpakuto still fucking works <laughs> uh his Getsuka Tensho still works fine. Even Amagai's like, wait, what the fuck? Uh, Raika, please help me build a huge flame wall. Um, he tells Ichigo he intends to end this and attacks him further. And really, they're just battling. Uh, you know, Ichigo gets hit with a fireball, slams it to the ground. Amagai tells Yamamoto it's his turn. But wait, Ichigo's standing back up. Uh, like, th- there's not anything of substance happening here. It, they're just fighting. No, this episode's a fight scene. It, I, I would even argue it's not even a great fight scene. No, because there's not a lot of, like, the emotional stakes and trading of philosophy that sort of marks a good, competent fight scene, especially in this genre space. You're right. Yeah, you there's, right. like... Like, there is a, a bit of the fight that I enjoy, it's it's not here. <laughs> right, because the, the clash of philosophies ultimately boils down to I've locked all your powers down, and Ichigo going, but what you've forgotten is that I'm the Joker. Yeah, I, okay. So, first off, my, my first thing here. Do they, because I, it is entirely possible that in my haste to get this episode done and take edibles, um, because I had edibles last night and I was like, ooh, these have my name on it. I'm not gonna, not gonna waste a year on this Bleach episode that I know will not respect my time. Um, do they ever explain how Ichigo is still able to use his Zanpakuto powers? Because I'm pretty sure they did not. Yes. They do? They did. Okay. Uh, they of. did, and not well, in any way that is satisfactory. So, Amagai, like before this fight in like the previous episode, Amagai is like, "Hey, I got I got a guy to give me a thing specifically to use against Yamamoto." Right? He's like, "I'm I'm explicitly doing this to use against Yamamoto, and I'm not really paying attention to anyone else. Uh, so I'm just gonna show up." And then the thing that he got is a sword that fucks with Soul Reaper powers. Great. Ichigo's thing, and they he mentioned they mention at the start of this fight, right? Like when he shoots it, gets a Getsugatacho, he's like, "Hey, I'm not moving as fast as I fe- as I feel like I should be. My Getsugatacho is like not as strong as it should be. Like something's fucked up." And basically, the idea is Ichigo's got hollow powers in addition to Zenpakuro that to uh, Shinigami powers. So his Shinigami powers are sealed. His hollow powers are not. So he's using the hollow powers. Like, he he basically immediately puts on the mask, right? And does the fighting. So he's fighting with the hollow powers without his usual Shinigami powers, which means he's a little... He's weaker than usually in hollow form. 
but that's where like right that's how we're fighting him and which i'm like you know like i i'm fine with the idea that amagai would not have factored a shinigami with hollow power shows up and i would have to fight him (laughs) yeah Oh. My issue is that they don't do anything interesting with this premise, right? Yeah, it's just it's because... it's just a normal fight that Ichigo has. It it doesn't really change in any way, shape, or form from any of his other fights that he's had in the past hundred episodes. Which does two things, right? It sort of makes his hollow powers seem bad and useless, and it also makes it feel like if this didn't happen, he would have just walked in and cut him in half, right? Like if yeah, <laughs> okay, cool. And you have a situation here, right, where you can lean into one of those classic Bleach things, which this fucking arc seems so eager to do, which is Ichigo's sort of fear and tension around his usage of his hollow powers, of using the mask and, like, the way that that takes over. And there's times in the comic, I think, that have shown up now in the anime to where y'all are at, you know, where we're at in, in this thing, where it brings him into, like... That, All that has shit. not quite happened yet. No, that's the next bit. That hasn't happened yet. That's the next bit. It's good, <laughs> but they knew this was coming. We can cut that out. But it's we've so seen good. him get sort of like in sort of feral mode. Not we've seen entirely, him go like very not... Joker. Right. He goes hardcore, right? He loses self-control. He gets very scary. He's in full control this entire time, and it feels like if what he wants to do is beat this guy when he doesn't have access to the set of powers and abilities that he's more used to using, you could have this fun character thing, maybe give some shit for the animators to do, even, where, you know, he goes hog wild. But instead, it's like they just, like, hooked up a different gas tank to the sword, and it's just working. Yeah, and, that's and really it's like disappointing. He's he's even less like he is less like rough and bestial than he is during his fight with Grimjaw, which is the fight like right before this arc. Right, um, he's just and that's a shame. normal. <laughs> he's just Ichigo. <laughs> he is just Ichigo, and it's not it's not great, folks. It's mm, um. Here, here's the thing. And like, I get it. At a certain point, Goku just goes Super Saiyan and he's, like, normal about it, right? Yeah. But because of the context that they've painted here, you have a really beautiful opportunity to sort of tuck into something that is, again, sort of at the core of the broader arc that this filler arc is intruding inside of, right? You can at yeah. least play with the, the thematic space and they reject it entirely. This is true. This is true. Uh, the the explanation I wrote down here is Ichigo says, despite what Amagai said about sealing Zangetsu, he still has power to spare. Uh, Amagai says he'll kill Ichigo, and the fight continues, with Ichigo jumping and dodging, you know, as he does. Uh, Amagai is aghast at Ichigo's shonen protag powers. Uh, he is bewildered by the fact that he, a filler character, can't seem to get a handle on our protagonist. Uh, Amagai asks the meaning in fighting him here for Soul Society, and Ichigo's like, I don't care about Soul Society, I just want to protect the nobility of Soul Society. He he is going, like, and, 
man, you could have come in here and tried to kill this asshole, and I wouldn't have given a shit. Instead, you he started a war. He literally says that. <laughs> you, says- you started a war. You fucked over two clans, like, and you hurt this little poor widow girl. <laughs> kill Yamamoto if you want, but leave the girl out of this, is what he says, which I think is really funny. Yeah. I think it's very, it's like, yeah, fucking kill the guy. I don't give a shit. Maybe this is why every time Ichigo shows up, Yamamoto's like, Captain Meeting! (laughs) He's like, one of these these days, this guy's gonna fucking chop my head off. (laughs) He's terrified of Ichigo. What we don't see is, uh, off camera, every single time uh, Ichigo and Yamamoto have a a face-to-face... Like interaction every single time the camera leaves, Yamamoto is just shaking hardcore. He's terrified. Yeah. Every time they have a conversation, Ichigo leaves doing like the Water Tribe, like <laughs> points at eyes, points at you thing. Mm. <laughs> um, Amagai at this yeah. point. Amagai at this point goes flame Super Saiyan. Uh, then tells Ichigo to die, slamming his sword into the ground and causing a massive burst of flames. Uh, Kenryu and Enryu, who have uh, apparently been here the whole time, uh, take the hit for Rudy, but collapse. Uh, Hollow Ichigo shows up, patting the dust off his shoulder. Uh, Amagai does Tim Allen dot noise as Hollow Ichigo tackles him and starts beating him senseless. Uh, he slams Amagai into the ground, but Amagai is still standing. And then the OC smiles, remarking at how interesting this is. And um, this has broken one of my one of my sacred rules, which is to say, if you have to say how interesting something is, it's probably not that interesting. Mm-hmm. The wor- truly the worst part of this whole scene is that. So there's always been like this filter on Ichigo's hollow voice, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it sounds like he's in a bathtub underwater. <laughs> but like, like there's always that. That filter that they've had, but in these scenes, more than at any other point in, in Bleach, it sounds like the fucking TikTok voice filter you use to make fun of someone. Yes, that's <laughs> like you, the warbling meme. They're like, <laughs> right? Like it yeah. sounds awful, J- dog shit. No, I'm so it's glad rough. you. I'm so glad you said that, Sam, because the exact video I thought of while this was going on, I don't know if either of you have seen this, but it's, like, this video where somebody is talking about, like, their experience as, like, a dog groomer, and essentially somebody came in thinking their dog's nipple was, like, a bug bite or something. (laughs) It's just hearing that filter over it, that's his nipple. It's all that was playing in my brain the entire time Hollow Ichigo was speaking. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm so glad you brought up that exact filter because I thought the exact same thing. (laughs) I guess it wasn't quite the same in English. It must not Because it just sounded like he was in the bathtub. It sounds like he's in like a spring. (laughs) Like like a metal spring throughout the entire episode. Rough. There's there's like a specific like TikTok voice filter or like meme format voice filter that it, that gets used a lot, and it's like it sounds right. like they have them using that, and it's just it sounds 
awful. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll stream it to you after this call. Maybe TikTok, uh, maybe TikTok took this from fucking uh, Studio Piero. Maybe, maybe they got the voice filter. They're like, hey, can we have the Hollow Ichigo voice filter for TikTok? Yeah. No one knows about this this sound right. because no one's watched this season. Right. <laughs> There's going to be a three hour long YouTube documentary that comes out about this in a couple of years. <laughs> um, I, I I spaced out for this part of the episode. Uh, Rukia talked about something. Uh, I don't remember what it it. She she's did just talk saying, about something. Hey, she's just saying. Oh, it's because. He's got a hollow. Oh, right. okay. So I, I totally missed the yeah. explanation. Okay. Now, everyone in the scene just starts going, hollowfication, huh? Yeah, there's like four people in a row who are just like, ah, I understand. It's hollowfication. Gotcha. Even Amagai is like, so this is the hollowfication that I've heard about. Yep. Yeah, you know those uh, edibles I was mentioning? Uh, I was not on them at this point, but if you've ever seen, like... If you've ever, like, in the past watched, like, the Gabriel Iglesias, like, hot and fluffy special, it's that part where he's talking to the donuts and he's going, later, later, that was me with the edibles at this point of the episode. Mm. <laughs> Just like, Fair no, enough. I, I cannot thank you yet, please. There there was a part Just of me hold that on was, a like, little longer. Yes, literally. There was, there was a part of me that was like, what if I took the edibles when I started taking my notes to see what got done first? The edibles hitting or me finishing my notes? <laughs> but I, I figured yeah. that was a risk I was not willing to take. Um, God, but um, at, at this point, Ichigo asks why Amagai is so consumed by revenge. We get a flashback of Amagai feeling emptiness and hatred after being left behind. Uh, he sits in the dark room, contemplating, says a bunch of things about how the darkness told him to kill. And he, he's, he's fucking Xehanort at this point. He's, he's just yeah. like, he, he, he loves the darkness, he loves the nobodies, uh, loves the heartless. He is just, ooh, he's so evil. Um, he says he'd kill all the people around him and his destiny at the same time. Um, Ichigo asks why he doesn't have the strength to move past it if he's captain, and all my guys just like, strength is a captain. I can die if I have my revenge. I don't care about anything. I I just want my revenge, and then I can die happily. Happily. Who cares? He says. Literally. Bring off. Um, see, I wouldn't have as much problem with him acting mm-hmm. this way if we didn't get Kamoi doing the same shit like three episodes ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ex- extremely entertained by Ichigo being like, man, you're strong enough to be a captain. You're unable to move past revenge. And I'm like thinking of the examples of captains he knows. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. No, everyone's like deep in their bullshit. I don't know what to tell you, dude. It's true. It's true. Name one normal captain. I'm like three of them left cuz the cuz one of them was evil and the other two were following him. I, <laughs> I'm trying desperately to think of which captains are normal, and the one that's coming up as most normal is Ukitake. The only thing weird yeah, he, he has going on is anime disease. 
yeah, that's just normal. He's a white-haired adult male. <laughs> right. Oh, baby, baby. Oh, sweet, sweet. Oh. The cat's demanding I give him love. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. As is his right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he deserves it. Uh, Amagai points out that Hollow Ichigo does not want the mask attacked. And boy, howdy. I could not remember for the life of me at this point. <laughs> Was the longest... Are we still at the point in the show where the longest he is supposed to be able to hold the mask, like, six seconds? No. Okay. Sort well, unclear. Because this... This entire season is happening in a, like, what-if scenario. Yeah. Like, like, it's just explicitly a what-if space that doesn't actually fit into anywhere in the timeline right there's right. not a point that it branches and they say it sits in here or it breaks off here yeah it's just after the fight with Grimjow, we decided to tell a different story um and at Debatably. this point, so so as the sh- like at this point in the show like during the Grimjow fight ichigo has gone way past his like 10 seconds or whatever he had like when he was last training um, be, but it's been because of his, like, life or death battles, right? So it's, like, when he's fighting someone, the limitation doesn't actually, like, happen. Okay. Because right. at this got, point... like, the Zenkai boost or whatever. Because <laughs> at this point, I was just like, man, this is really pushing his, like, limitations, huh? Like, he he's just kind of going, and he doesn't really yeah, stop. And yeah, well, like, particularly in this fight... Uh, like in this fight, it's just no. It's it's just Super Saiyan. He's he's got it. He's turned it on, and he's got it for the rest of the fight. Although I did laugh when it's like, as I thought, you didn't want me targeting your mask, and I'm like, yeah, because that's where his head is. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> of um, course, he doesn't want you hitting that with a giant sword made of fire. Yeah, it's my friggin' face, dipshit. <laughs> How would you uh, like it if I hit your face, huh? Maybe I'll go for your arm. Like, uh, Hollow Ichigo breaks through Amagai's flames and lands a few blows against him, with Amagai telling him he's taking Ichigo with him in flames. Uh, he spins his fucking sword again, because that's all he knows how to do, uh, before stabbing it in the ground, causing a massive rumbling as beams of fire burst from the floor, whacking Ichigo like a pinball. I've been playing a lot of pinball. This is kind of like that. It's, uh, like, at... At first, they're like, oh, yeah, like, everywhere Ichigo turns, there's, like, a new stream of fire, and it's like, okay, yeah, he's being, like, caged in, like, this is kind of a, like, a cool thing. He's really fast, but he's being caged in everywhere he turns. But then it's, he starts reacting as if he's being physically hit by fire as, like, more and more parts of the cage appears, and it's like, oh, no, now they're just air juggling him somehow. Yeah, no, this is where it looks like he got off the, the fucking combo. This is where he actually managed to land his special, right? Yeah, yeah. like, like this is him being like, I'm playing Soul Bad Guy, and I'm doing, like, a big vertical fire column, and, oh, you got hit, so you're taking 72-hit combo. Like, Right. God. It, Let's it's, fucking it's, go! It, it's so wild, because, like, when he starts getting, like, physically hit by the fire, I'm just sitting here like, that's not how that works! That's not how that works! I was really works. confused, honestly. All- I had to go back and double-check. I, I had to, I literally rewound it and was like, hold on, what's going on here? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, because 
we're saying physically hit by the fire, but like Ichigo is not being hit by anything. He it like doesn't there's... look like he's being hit whatsoever. Like it's at first lines of fire are going up from the ground and he's reacting as if, okay, these are like the bars of a cage that are filling up. But then as more of like the the cage bars are like appearing around him, he starts jerking around as if he's being hit by something, and it's just like what, is there like an invisible boxer punching you now? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's so it's, bizarre. It's wild. Um, they could have just made a pillar of fire go up and have him like screaming in pain from being in a pillar of fire. Nah. They've done stuff like that before. They like over animated it, but poorly. It's weird. Again, because it's not really interacting with Ichigo. He's just like, oh, 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 oh. He's like doing a generic stun. Literally. Animation. Literally. Uh, I'm a guy at this point, all out of fucking breath. Half the hollow mask is broken. Uh, Rudichio cries out, being like, I don't want to see anyone hurting over me anymore. And Ichigo's like, just wait, let me get hurt a little longer. And then you won't be, you won't have to make that sad face anymore. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, I, I just noticed at this point of the episode that Amagai has an eight pack adding to his OC design catalog. Um, He's fucking got an eight pack for whatever reason. Uh, Rukia thinks to herself about stuff um, as Ichigo relentlessly attacks Amagai like a good little rushdown boy. Um, Rukia realizes at this point that Amagai is weak on his right side and Ichigo's fucking raring to keep going as Amagai breaks off more of the masks. I got very confused at this point because... um, Rukia basically says that Ichigo needs to, like, get inside the arm to, like, beat Amagai's Bagoto, and I'm like, okay, so are we talking, like, right side, like, relative to the viewer, where he needs to get in- Amagai's right side. That's His what I thought- fucked up dragon arm. That's what I thought, but it's like, how do you get inside the dragon arm? The only one of his blades that- it's inside his defense. You're supposed to break his defense by... Basically, if he touches that arm, the fight's over, is what the implication is. Gotcha. Yeah, like, okay. he's, try- he's trying to fuck up the dragon arm. Now, if he's attacking at range, Amagai, one, throws giant fuck-off flames, and two, has a giant shield on his keyblade. So he's trying to get inside the keyblade, so he's going... Which is on the left... So he's going in on the right, which is also where his target is, the Bakoto arm. Yeah. This is too many yeah. concepts. Inside <laughs> is not literal here. It's inside the range, right? You're getting to where he cannot defend because he's vigorously defending this arm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just very confused by the wording here, I guess, because it, it was just... Very strange in my subs, I guess. Uh, uh, What what gets me here, though, is Rukia thinks this to herself. Then Ichigo thinks this to himself. And then Amagai's like, hey, you after my right side, my weak point? And I'm like, okay. So even if they hadn't figured this out, Amagai would have just fucking played all his cards on the table right there, huh? Yeah, well, because um, Amagai is just is going, like, Ichigo, like, it's, 
the thing that you were doing is obvious. That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, of course. He's like, I get it. You're fucking, you're, you're attacking me here. It's, it's like Zaraki when he's like, oh, good job. You're attacking my left side. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, it feels bad. It it, it doesn't feel good in this at all. Um, he uh, gets smacked by Getsuka Tensho, uh, and then Kenryu and Enryu are all rightish as they save Rudy from the rebel, uh, while Yamamoto continues to sit around doing nothing. This is the third time that Kenryu and Enryu have like protected Rui from the rubble or like from the the fight in general and then immediately collapsed yeah and then we don't see them until the next time they do the very same thing <laughs> uh it's it's pretty incredible um i also really love how many times they show us yamamoto doing jack shit in these episodes yeah, in this final, like, uh, attack, in this final, like, Getsuka Tensho that slaps Amagai in the face, Yamamoto does do, like, there is a scene of him doing a flash step. There's nothing that, like, takes his place, so I don't know if he's dodging something. At first, I was like, oh, he's moving to, like, Ruri to, like, protect her from, you know, the backlash or whatever, but then we cut to Ruri, and she's being protected by Kenryu and Enryu. <laughs> Maybe, and then the next time we cut back to Yamamoto, he's standing there again. Maybe, maybe with his his old age and his brittle bones, maybe it's just getting hard for him to walk, and it's easier to flash tap everywhere. New theory: He flash step propped up the unconscious Enryu and Kenryu, <laughs> right, and then that. flash step back to his original position because no way in hell is anyone going to see me helping anyone. <laughs> I like your theory better. Uh, basically, somehow, Amagai gets up once more, his anime OC powers fueling his hatred. Um, he names everyone here, kind of, and then tells them he's bringing them with him to hell. Uh, his eyes and mouth glow, and he's overtaken by the Bakoto, and the episode ends there. Yeah, he's doing the same thing that... Uh... Not Hanzo. It's it's name. Was it Hanzo or was it a name that sounded like Hanzo? I forget. I can't remember. Uh, Hanzo? Hanzo. Hanzo. I don't know. Hanzo. Ninja. It's Hanzo. Hanzo. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's in my episode. He's just going to be called the Ninja. So hang on for that. Um, All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's just doing the same thing that he's done, and the same thing that Kumoi has done. You know, and the same thing that uh, his subordinate was doing. Just yep. all of them going, alright, time to press the sicko button. Sometimes you simply go sicko mode. Uh, what was the post-credits bit this time, Sam? Because I... I don't know that there's much to talk about after this episode. <laughs> yeah, no, the post-credits bit is Renji's delivering a letter from Byakuya to Captain Komamura, the big fox guy. And uh, his vice-captain Tetsuzaimon says, uh... Oh, uh, Captain, it's it's time for the thing. So Kobamura said he takes a letter, thanks Renji, gets up to leave, and he's like, hey, sorry, I have a thing to do, you know, make yourself at home. And then he takes what Tetsuzaimon is giving him, which is a doggy bag and a shovel. <laughs> which really knocks Renji on his ass, and as soon as the captain leaves, he's like, bro, what the, what the fuck? What? What, what was that? 
And Tetsumaya's oh, uh, you know, this is time for the captain's daily walk with his dog, Goro. And then we get a quick uh, look at Komura, like, walking his pet dog. <laughs> that's, it, it was, that's pretty good. It was good. like, this is, this is fun. This is a good joke. Hey, um, unrelated, do you think Goro lived on Earth before he died and came to Soul Society as a dog? Or he's just, like, a naturally occurring spirit dog? I, is this a genuine question you're asking me? Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Because as soon as the episode was done, I was like, that's a great joke. Wait a second. <laughs> I still think we need to solve the mystery of whether or not Soul Reapers poop before we can solve this mystery. Mm-hmm. This seems like a higher yeah. level mystery to me. And yeah. we we never, we, we glossed over uh, important Soul Reaper facts, like do they poop or not? Like, ultimately, I, the the actual answer is just, Soul Society isn't actually, like, the place of the dead. It's just a different place. It's just a different it, place. Like, it it's is just, just another place. world. <laughs> it's some sort of isekai. It, True. Quinn, by the end of your time on this show, I want a three-page essay on why Bleach is just an isekai. Fair enough. I, I need it. I mean, it's it. not I, that... Yeah. I, we'll talk about it. <laughs> you know, you compa- the comparison points can be uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha, also similar isekais where the high school student gains powers and then goes to another world, but also comes back on a frequent basis. Mm-hmm. I don't... Mm. I, I, I started watching Yu Yu Hakusho recently. Like, shows are good. That's just lame. I've heard it's good. I need to I need to get started on it. I don't I'm trying to think of if I've watched any anime recently. I don't think I've watched any anime recently. I think the last one I was watching was Bochi the Rock and I haven't finished it yet. I haven't finished Spy Family either and I started that too. Last anime I finished was literally G Witch. Fair enough. Yeah. Um but yeah, god not much else here, huh? In this episode? Not, not much else. We can save the uh, season discussions for after Sam's episode, but until then, we should probably take a break. Yeah, and yeah, we'll be back to break. in and out in a tight five, probably. Tight five, as <laughs> always. So, let's get right back into it with episode 189, The Fallen Shinigami's Pride. Speaking of vibes, Jesus Christ. This episode's something. So, yeah, let's let's get through it. Uh, so the episode starts with Amagai entering his final form. He's got the big glowing eyes and mouth, much like when Ichigo had been fighting the, the ninja guy uh, right before he blew up. Uh, but Amagai is just like, he's stronger. He's better than that. He's still in control. When Rukia's like, hey, why isn't he blowing up? He turns to her and he's like, you stupid idiot. You rube. Can't you feel that, like, my power hasn't actually gotten stronger? I'm using my spiritual pressure to, like, keep control. <laughs> like, it's whatever. Fuck off. I'm, I'm gonna be real. Uh, last episode, when Amagai started doing the glowy mouth and eyes, I straight up thought our man was gonna pull a Karia and just disappear. <laughs> like, I straight up thought that was going to happen. I was like, there is no way these motherfuckers can get away with doing that twice. <laughs> God. 
maybe it would have been even better. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, instead, what we get is Amagai thinks he's killed Ichigo. He turns towards Genryusai to, like, drop his mixtape. Uh, but when he charges up for a swing, he has to dodge an attack from, what's this? Ichigo's not dead. Uh, he conti- he goes to attack Amagai with his own diss track about how Ruichio is stronger than him uh, because he didn't, like, she didn't give in to despair and, like, fully devote herself to revenge. She's, like, taking on this terrible history of her clan onto her shoulders or whatever. Yeah. Um, First of all, is she? Question mark. That's like, no, she went to the human world and then you killed everyone involved. And, and then, right, my big fucking question here that kept, like, driving me up a wall during these episodes was why does he want to kill Ruricio so much specifically? Because uh, I know she's in line to ascend to the head of the clan. Yeah, it's just but he, he hates killed two all things. the guys who yeah, were he making the literally Bakoto. all the guys, and he's like, no, no, but she's part of the clan, so she also has to go. That's that's it. That he literally like he himself is like, yeah, I know she's innocent, but she's the head of the clan, so that's where my hatred is. It's so fucking stupid. Oh, like you—you you took your revenge already. <laughs> he extremely got it. He cut that motherfucker fully in half. <laughs> yeah, and the, he didn't so, even get to have any cool powers. He just killed him. Yeah, it's like he—you did murder the guy. You like you killed the guy. You killed the fuck. And if it wasn't satisfying, that's on you because you didn't let him power up. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Take some responsibility for your actions. If you want satisfying revenge, you have to let them power up first. If you do the speed strats and skip phases, and then you say, hey, that fight was boring, that's on you. Yeah, you played yeah, yourself. Listen up, speedrunners. I'm coming after you. You cheated in this not one. only the game, but yourself. <laughs> in the span of two years, we've gone from doing Bleach Done Quick to hating AGDQ. We we absolutely hate GDQ. <laughs> I can't even say it seriously. Oh, man. So at this point, Amagai tells Ichigo, well, I don't give a shit if you're hollow-fied. You can't use your Soul Reaper powers, so fuck you. I'm still gonna win. And Ichigo just, like, thinks about his inner hollow and starts moving faster and has stronger Getsuka Tenchos and uses them to take out Amagai's Flame Blast. And I think the implication is that the hollow inside of him just acts like a Soul Reaper, so it doesn't actually matter. Like, he just has access to Shinigami bullshit because his Soul Reaper, his inner hollow is a Soul Reaper in everything, like, shape and form. It's gotta be, because otherwise he wouldn't fucking be able to use his Bankai at all. Yeah, so it's just like, whatever. <laughs> I um, guess. So, so Ichigo, like, does the rush down. Amagai just, like, uses his Bakodo to push him away. There, There is a bit here. Like, this is the part of the fight that I actually kind of like. Because we are in... We're, we're in Amagai's head instead of Ichigo's, which is interesting. And we see Ichigo's, like jumping around everywhere, he's, like, moving side to side, he's attacking the ground, and Amagai is like, 
analyzing it and he's like okay he's trying to open up my guard on the right side he's flash stepping everywhere to like make sure that i have a hard time tracking where he is he's attacking the ground so i can't see him coming etc i still know he's coming from my right side but you know this is pretty cool and i like that like i like this analysis that we're getting from amagai like looking around figuring out what ichigo is doing oh because probably i don't think ichigo is actually thinking about all this stuff (laughs) No, probably not. So they clash again, and it looks like Amagai can't use his Pakoto sword anymore because it got cut, I suppose. And Ichigo's mask falls off completely, and he's like, hey, it doesn't matter if you kill me and the old man. Like, everyone else is gonna come for your ass and fight you. Like, you're fucked. You should just stop while you're ahead. And Amagai responds, what part of I'm planning on killing the old man and then dying immediately do you not understand? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right i told like you the past like three episodes he's been saying like every time i open my mouth i tell you that i'm going to get my revenge and then die like i don't right. give a shit i have not other been people ending, are coming in. i haven't been ending the thought that i'm gonna get my revenge i'm gonna get my revenge and then i'm going to die what what yeah. else do you think is gonna happen do you think i have an escape plan <laughs> i want to die actually I just have to wait for the right moment, which is after I've killed the old man. It's not that complicated. You know that, like, goof in, like, many pieces of media where it's just, like, if anything happened to blank, I would kill everyone in the room and then myself? (laughs) Um, For Amagai, it's, I'm going to kill everyone in the room, specifically you, and then myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's because something has happened to blank. Yes. (laughs) Rest of sentence. Uh, so now they do the pa- they do like the samurai pass through and Ichigo falls first, but he catches himself with his sword, and then Amagai gets like the big blood splatter and he starts falling. His bankai dissipates, but then he grabs his now normal katana and he rushes the old man, uh, just as everybody in the extended cast shows up to be like, "Oh my God, he's attacking Yamamoto!" Shock! It's so funny. Yeah. Gyoki is there. Kitsugai is there. All the people that are, like, arriving through flash steps arrive and see him attack Yamamoto. And Yamamoto doesn't, like, move or anything. He just lets the attack go, like, into him, into his ribs. Uh, just lets the sword poke through him. And uh, then Yoroichi... And if you're starting to wonder, like, why would Yamamoto do this? Well, Yoroichi's here to tell us the actual backstory of what really happened. <laughs> And this is the point where I got mad. <laughs> no, I... This. For one, I was just kind of angry that Yoderichi just kind of showed up here and was like, here's what actually happened. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. You're here now. Why not? <laughs> you see, Genryusai Yamamoto wasn't actually at fault for killing Amagai's dad. Right. Darman steps out. <laughs> He had learned of the Kasumiyoji's clan's shenanigans long ago, but Council 46 had stopped him from investigating. So he sent his trusted subordinate and friend, Amagai's dad. Right, also... dad guy <laughs> I don't know if they use this phrase in the Japanese, but in English they used the phrase because of their immunity extraterritoriality, which is not a phrase I've ever heard. I am willing to assume that it's real, but I'd never heard it before. 
the subs that I well I un- I understand that which is that makes more sense actually that that wording makes more sense because that's the whole like oh they're in a different co- like they're in a space that is not like legally part of our jurisdiction right like right. that's the uh, that's like the thing that describes a, a foreign embassy soil that kind of stuff right okay um in the Crunchyroll subs which is the ones that I'm using uh it, they just use the term political immunity <laughs> which could mean 100 different things including nothing yeah it, which is just like a garbage term of course <laughs> like what the course. fuck do you mean what the fuck do you mean political immunity which one yeah so they're just like yeah yamamoto can't investigate so instead he like secretly sends out data guy to go in and check things out and he was caught then he was given a bakoto Mind control to like, or like the Bakoto controls him, and uh, Kumoi makes him tr- go kill the person who gave him the orders to infiltrate. So he goes to kill Yamamoto, and Yamamoto like sees him and is sad that he has to kill him. And then from both from that moment, both sides had like a powerful blackmail secret because Yamamoto knew that the Kasumiyoji had fucked up soul-eating swords of Bakodo that were, like, corruptions of the swords that their family makes for the royal family. And Kumoi knew that a single Soul Reaper had, presumably under orders, come to investigate him against orders of Central 46. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. It's so bad. Too truly... Two devastating pieces of blackmail. <laughs> and then Amagai realizes that he had actually misheard his dad's last words. <laughs> I'm trying to make it through this. I, I, I promise I am. <laughs> I'll be real. Like, y- listeners, you may have noticed how silent I've been throughout this whole episode. It's not that I didn't watch this episode, because I did, but it's just as jaw-droppingly stupid as I remember. I have no words. I have no words. Yeah, I'm just assuming you are you have watched the episode, and yet you are learning this for the first time. Right. (laughs) Yeah, like, no. (laughs) It's really weird how they're just like, actually, Yamamoto was super cool the whole time. Don't worry, yeah. he was the and, best cop. And I'm like, even like you could have made like a cool story about him, like if if it was if it was just hey, he like Central Forty Six told him not to investigate. It would actually have been like a really interesting story to see, like Yamamoto. I don't know, maybe struggle with that decision or like think about it at any point during the season or or like show that Yamamoto like because after like episode three or four we basically at the start of the of the season there's stuff that's like hey it's kind of weird that I'm a guy like got in so quickly or whatever and then that kind of gets dropped like a hot potato like really fast yeah but you could have kept like cutting to Yamamoto being like oh it's the you know something bad happened in the past and now like things are coming to roost like whatever like Right. Well, it also feels like puns, they, I don't know. Feels like they decided on this in the last second. Yeah, because at this point, Yamamoto's like, forgive my failure to save your dad. And Amakai just gets up and he's like, 
I really fucked up. I'm a captain. That means I've got to self-immolate. And then he just sets himself on fire. Before that happens, though. (laughs) Before that happens, I don't remember who. I I don't remember who, but someone basically steps forward and says, So you see, it was really hard on Yamamoto to have to kill your dad. So doesn't that make you feel like an asshole? And he's like, you're right. I'm going to set myself on fire. (laughs) He's like, you're right. I was completely in the wrong this entire time. As a captain, I can't possibly make amends in any way, shape, or form uh, using, like, my immense power. (laughs) It's absurd. And and then he... (laughs) Go ahead. I'm trying so hard to think of any other media where a person has gone on a revenge quest... Because somebody killed their dad, but it turns out that the reason they had for killing this guy's dad was, like, quote, justified, end quote, so that the guy who was out for revenge is just like, damn, you're right, I was in the wrong, and it just self-immolates, like, hello? Like, you could have had, you could have had him be like, I don't care if you had a reason. You killed my dad. Like, I'm still mad. And then which you could have had him, like, f- like fuck up with his uh, Bakodo and, like, explode like the other guys did, you know? Like, which you could have done in, something. That's entirely in line with his character up until now. Like, every time they're like, yeah. why are you trying to kill Ruricio? And he's like, because I hate her. Because I hate everyone in the Kasumiyoji clan. Sure. that Keep that energy up. Instead of just being like, damn... You felt so sad when you killed my dad. I can't believe it. Oh, I got. We could have had Anakin Skywalker. I hate you. MP4 play. And it would have been fine. Yeah. And like, instead, he stands up and he's like, I've got to be like, I've got to live up to the fact that I got this captain position. And he apologizes to Kira, tells him he enjoyed his time with him and the men. Probably oh, traumatizing him further, I, let's be real. And I, everyone just, like, watches him burn up and leave nothing behind. <laughs> so, I don't know if they said this in the Japanese uh, translation, but in English he literally says, The best times of my life were with you in the squad. At which yeah. point I said, <laughs> I, I might have woken up Joe because it was, again, four o'clock in the morning. I think I literally, like, was taken aback and said, What? <laughs> Yeah, those, like, three times they went drinking, I guess. Those times they went drinking and, oh my god, I passed out immediately. Like, oh yeah. my god. What are god. you talking about, bro? What were you doing with the rest of your life? Oh, you know, walking through the desert on an on an ex- on a outside expedition to, like, kill hollows and then coming back and, uh... Just being really mad about revenge and stuff. Sitting in a dark room, uh, like, in a chair with a spotlight on you, thinking about the darkness. Hell, you could have had him be like, hey, Kira, like, this is too little too late, but you were a great vice captain, and when I was with you and the guys, I wasn't even thinking about my revenge. Like, that's... That's how... That's why it was... There's Mm -hmm. a billion things you could have had him do. But no, he's just like, he turns to Kira, apologizes, and then goes out. The funniest thing is that you can affirm the squad in a way that is not that, which is just like, what? The funniest thing is that you know, next arc, Kira is going to have no words about this at all. This is never going to be brought up again. 
Like, we're not going to get the moment where Kira's like, man, Amagai for a second there was kind of neat. No, we're not getting that. <laughs> Amagai just fucking is gone. Just man, what a ridiculous. fucking terrible arc. It's and almost then, not like, even worth talking about what happens through the rest of the episode, because it's very little, and it doesn't... God. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll get through it, because it is it is very short. It's just, we it's get... It's so short. We get just one quick scene of Ruricio thanking Ichigo for his efforts. Uh, Shu's, like, decided to stay with the clan, because the wedding was fake, but he still has a crush on Ruri, and she seems to somewhat re- reciprocate. So she thanks Ichigo for, like, letting her experience the outside world and such. And she's even like, don't worry. We'll never ask for your help again. Because that would mean that I fucked up and let a tragedy like this happen again in my clan. I'll see you again once I've fixed all my clan's problems. Presumably like a thousand years after Ichigo has died, I suppose. <laughs> and then become a real soul reaper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the, the arc ends on a shot of Amagai's scabbard planted in the ground. His haori hanging from it, flowing in the wind, and like overlooking the sunset stuff. Like this character did not deserve no. this beautiful shot. No. <laughs> Anyways, no. back to Huekomundo because Ichigo and Grimjaw are still fighting, as we see that in the next time on. What they say at the end of the episode? They're like, uh, "Now we got to get back to this, I guess." Uh, forget all that I, shit. Come on, let's go. I forgot yeah, the post credits the- bit is. <laughs> go on. Go on. The post-credits bit is admittedly the hardest that I've laughed at a post-credits bit this entire season. No, it was incredible. (laughs) He walks through, like, the Soul Gate, directly into Hueco Mundo. He's greeted by Nell and Orihime, who is already wearing her, like, hollow uh, prison dress. And she's holding a copy of Bleach Volume 32. And she, like, opens it up to show us, like, pages of basically the pages of the manga where the story had left off previously and she's like hey hurry up you gotta get into bankai and then get to this place we're continuing the story come on hurry 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 that's Let's really go. funny no it's, it's like, incredibly Fuck, that's good, good. <laughs> no that that is a great bit i want to see like orihime using the volume as like a strategy guide for Ichigo, like, no. during a fight. Like, I really need that, actually. I think that sounds delightful. Uh, what I was trying to butt in and say is, I forgot the most important part during my last episode, which is that, you know how after the post-credits bit, they have, like, a frame from the episode and, like, a see you next time of some sort? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yes. The subs on mine for my episode? I do not know if this is what it said for the rest of you. But what it said for me was it's nudity fire festival inexplicably. No, that is that is what mine also said, and I'm like, I'm using the official Grungerol subs. Like, <laughs> it's nudity okay, fire I, festival. <laughs> I saw that in the in the chat, right in the group chat. Um, and I was like, what? Because so here's the thing: I skipped the credits that time because I was like, oh, whatever. And Hulu doesn't even have, like, the post-credits bit. It just ends. Damn. Uh, so I was like, alright, whatever, I don't need this. Fair enough. I just... I it's Nudity Fire Festival. Nudity <laughs> it, Fire it, Festival, it, huh? It, Quinn, I need you to know, this is, like, overlaid text on a shot of shirtless Yamamoto. 
Yeah. Okay, that reminds me. Of... <laughs> that genuinely. Does it remind me... you of that one scene where he just has like he opens his eyes for the first time this entire arc? No. And he's like weird, weirdly well defined face compared to all the other times he's drawn these That's two episodes. Very funny, but it reminds God. me of when I was like a teenager and uh dragon ball z kai had started airing and i was watching it on cartoon network i think and in one of the episodes i think vegeta is doing some training um (laughs) and i guess the subtitler who was subtitling the episode maybe live just (laughs) the the subtitles over the scene of vegeta training were God, I really have to take some karate classes at the Y. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of the strangest things I've ever seen in live television. Holy shit. No, that's incredible. I love that. Oh my god. Um, so, before we close things out proper, we should probably talk about the season as a whole. Um, yeah, there it is. It's Nudity Fire Festival. (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh what, what did you guys think of the season uh, uh overall i'm almost positive on it like i think at the end of the day i have no desire to watch the season ever again right yeah and i'm pretty sure if i ever tried to go back to like even the couple of episodes that i did enjoy I would just think about this ending and how mad it made me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I just don't have a lot of goodwill towards this season. Uh, I, like, there are a couple of episodes that I was like, hey, you know what? This is fine. Like, this is fine. This is okay, anime filler, whatever. And I think ultimately that's basically my opinion of the season as a whole. It's whatever anime filler, like, this is what I expect if I'm watching Naruto and I'm getting to, like, if I picked a random season, if I picked a random episode in the hundred filler episode chunk of Naruto before they switched to Shibuden, um, I'd be expecting something slightly better than this. Oof, that's, mm, that's a big ouch for Bleach right there. Uh, correction, I would be expecting something slightly better than this and also with a little bit of character development with the secondary character that is involved. That is the one thing that I'll hand those Naruto fillers is they usually were used to be like, now let's have a story about Kiba. Let's talk about Kiba. Or now let's talk about Hinata and right. show her training whatever skill she's going to use in the next movie. Like, this is where it comes from. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. I I think where I kind of ended up landing on the season is I think it had a very good premise to start with like i think it was like a decently good premise where it's like okay we could probably do some things in this space that are reasonably interesting uh and then they fell into the trap of needing to make everything a plot twist uh by the end because they hadn't written the rest of the arc so everything just kind of crashes into each other in the most awkward fashion once like the like soul society arc and the urichio arc like kind of combine and once it hits that point of those two arcs colliding suddenly everything good about the arc is out of the window it's just it it goes downhill incredibly fast like at record speed frankly to where i suddenly don't care about anything that's happening in the arc 
Um, yeah, it's it, it's like I will ag- I will agree. Like I admit, the show did like the season surprised me. There's a couple of there's a lot of plot beats that I didn't see coming, but then it's like everything that I was interested in just got dropped and never came up again. Yeah, it, it's really weird because it, it's like they had something. In the first half, they had something that they could have built off of and made something mm-hmm. pretty good. I don't think it would have been great, but like it, they could have made something pretty good. And instead, they just went, mm, but it's bleach, though. And they just like threw it all out the window and made something terrible instead. Mm-hmm. I am realizing just now, live... In your ear, listener. I'm realizing Kira wasn't aware that Amagai was the bad guy? Nope. <laughs> he has this fight with uh, Buddy and then is not part of the show anymore. Yep. He's just kind of hmm. not there for the last few episodes. Until he it's shows so up until, weird, yeah. and Amagai is like, hey, I'm sorry, I was the bad guy. You think they would have had, like, more of a conversation at this point? God. Like, okay, hear me out. I, I realize, like, we, we still need to let Quinn express their thoughts on the season, but hear me out here. What if, at the end, it was Kira who talked down Amagai? That could have been way more interesting. Like, I don't think it would have been good. I still think it would have been bad, but I think it would have been miles more interesting than what we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start Amagai at, I don't give a shit if you had your reasons, I'm still mad at you. And then you have a conversation with Kira where Amagai goes, man, I really fucked up. Right. And then you continue. Like, whatever. There's like a billion things they could have done different that they didn't do. <sighs> Quinn, what are your thoughts on the season? Yeah, I mean, I've been sitting here trying to figure out what the translation for that "It's Nudity Fire Festival" thing is for a minute here. <laughs> yeah. Uh it says Hageka something. Um. Anyway, my thoughts are. I don't know. It was a mess. Yeah, I, th- I feel like pretty much in line with what everyone else has been saying. Um, Like, you know, I'm glad that I was there for y'all. Also, there were some rough spots. Anything that had promise really has turned to ash in my mouth. Ash specifically from Amagai's Flames? Perhaps. Yeah, no, it... It it just... It didn't pan out in any way. Um, which is a, a real shame. Uh, we do this thing at the end of seasons normally where we pick what our favorite episodes were or our favorite... Just, like, our favorite episode of the season. Um, I... I kind of struggle to find any... Um, this time, just because the, the first half of the season, I think is just far stronger than the second half of the season. But like, I don't think I remember any specific episodes. Uh, 
so the point I'm going to go with the 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 part the single bit I'm going with that I think is my favorite point of the season is when there was a ninja trapped in a little girl costume. I think that is my favorite part of the season. I have two episodes. Uh, and one of them is the episode where that happens in. Thank uh, God. Episodes one, I think it's 173 where it's Ichigo and Rukia go back to Soul Society because Ruri is like gone back to Soul Society on her own, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But in, importantly... We have Zaraki like showing up and saving the day, and then we have him like in the background sitting down with all the all the like little noble girls at their tea party in the background, and that just made me so happy. That's probably the happiest the season has made me. Oh, uh, and then also, I think it's one seventy five or maybe one seventy seven. Uh, yes, one seventy seven because it's. Basically, we've got Rukia's cool fight where she's like using her Hado like spells to stop the got the like little por- porcupine sicko. Yeah, that was good. like she's like she's like finding ways to fuck with his terrain and then making him like jump up at a certain time so she can use a different spell to whatever. And it's like it's a cool Rukia fight. Oh, um, and then even though he like no sells her victory. In no selling her victory, he accidentally self-destructs. So, you know, she still wins. Right. And in the same episode, we have Udiu, like, fighting the mist guy and setting up, like, his traps and being like, ah, but I was purposely leaving myself open so I knew what direction you'd attack in. And then I was using that to set up my trap because you thought I was reacting to you and attacking you, but I was actually attacking in the direction that I needed to make my trap and to blow us up both. Hey, can I, can I chime in real quick? That retroactively yeah. makes the entire strategy for the last two episodes of the, the fight we just watched about get to his right side way yeah. worse. <laughs> that makes me so much better because they did it earlier like, in the arc. Like we had a, and way better, at, like, execution of this. <laughs> right. We had someone, like, I don't know, meaningfully engage with it. Have a thought about how to do it. Engage with the strategy of it. Fuck me. Those, and, this, uh, those, that was, that was a good set of fights. Those three fights with, um, Dukia, um, Uryu and Chad were good. Those were good. Yeah. Ch- Chad's fight also does it because he does the whole, like, I'm setting myself up so you can't attack me from behind or whatever. Yep. Like... <laughs> Like, all three of them have, like, position-based, like, strategies. And it's just like, wait. Like, it's weird that... It is bizarre that Ichigo's whole thing is I can flash-step next to you. Like, because I'm so goddamn fast. And I'm having a hard time, like, getting to your right side. Sonic the goddamn hedgehog over here. Just... God. He's the one guy where it shouldn't be a problem for. Well, you know, he had a disconnect with his powers because of the Bakoto, and sometimes chaos control is hard. (laughs) Uh, Um, Did you have a a favorite episode or moment of the season? Yeah, so for me, it's definitely a combination of what you were just talking about. Thinking back on it, I felt like a spark of insight of excitement inside of me, right? Um, yeah. So that was cool. Um, and then it's like that little sliver of time where you can like allow yourself the plausible deniability of 
Maybe oh my guy's just a cool dude, and then he's gonna get like unceremoniously yeah. slaughtered at the end of this somehow. God, the possibility space was open. Right, that's the thing, right? I, and I've I've heard people God. say this before in long form criticism. Right, the start of something's always great because there's so much possibility space, and then as the possibility space becomes constrained, you tend to have less that you can like ideate upon or imagine being better. Um, aside mm-hmm. from in like some very specific terms, and so that that possibility space there was quite fun to play with. Of like, ah, oh, what if he's just a cool dude? Yeah. I miss the days when I believed Amagai oh, might just be a cool dude. Frankly, because there was like an evil a drink good... way too much. <laughs> yeah, no, there there was a good chunk of this season where I was like, man, I actually really like Amagai. Like, I enjoyed his presence in a lot of the season, but the second he turned evil, I was like, damn, I have never been less interested in a villain before. <laughs> Like, it was. I. It's frankly impressive. God, I don't know. A nothing, nothing character with stupid reveals. Yeah, like I, I can't can't wait till we get to the in depth characters of the Aranka. <laughs> one thing we did. One thing we didn't talk about these episodes is how dog shit Amagai's face looks in, like, half of the episode. Uh, the animation this season in general has been pretty shoddy. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but ev- like, even so, I feel like they used all of it up in the first half. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, which makes sense. Like, it, it, it really feels like the last, like, six or seven episodes were just, like... Hey, we fucked up and we spent too much time on the first half of the season and now we are just rushing to get shit under the deadline. Mm-hmm. Like we are we are fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's basically that's basically it for for the season. Uh I think what we should do next, since before we go back to Arankar Avenue. Okay. Let's take a little detour to Movie Town. Oh. And watch the third Bleach movie. Fade to black. Are we are we allowed to watch that yet? Uh, so it came out around episode like one twenty four or so, or like one twenty. Or no, it came out around like one ten, one twenty, and then if I remember well, it had stuff in it where it was like it spoils a couple of abilities from like somewhere between one twenty and one forty. Uh, which is why we were holding off. So I think. I think now we can watch it and, like, preserve the timeline. Gotcha. Because, like, I'm trying... I'm looking back through our DMs, because I know at some point we had, like, a plan for uh, when we were going to watch Movie 3. And I'm just trying to think, is Movie 3... Is movie three where I really, really want to spend my time after all of this suffering? <laughs> um, <sighs> yeah, in my opinion, like, why not get it out in a whack? <laughs> Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, well, all right. We're watching movie three next week, I guess. This was unforeseen, but I wait, Sam, I know why you're doing this. I, I've uncovered the mystery. Sam, you're a genius. No, I had taken the movie into account. 
Oh, you had? How could you have done this? Yes. Uh, because you see, the, prob- the, the actual problem that you're thinking of right now is it's not only one episode, it's like a four-episode stretch. So no matter what we do, it's happening. I... You can't I, escape your destiny. I, I I am looking at the episode that Quinn has no idea what's going on. I don't think. I presume this has something um, to do with episode 100. Oh, yeah. Um, for those unaware, um, for Sam, if we watch the, if we watch the movie, this will not be on episode 100. Because right. next episode will be 99. Um, for the longest time, we've been terrified of reaching episode 100 because episode 192 of Bleach is titled Nell's Secret, A Big-Breasted Beauty Joins the Battle? (laughs) Um, and I, mm, that was going to land on one episode 100 of our show. And... uh, I, I've been trying to think of ways to avoid this, and Sam has come up with the perfect answer. We're watching the movie. That's all. We're doing it. It'll be 101. It's fine. It's fine. 100 can just mark our return to the Grand Aronkar Avenue arc. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> You've yeah. saved us from devastation. You can find our show on Twitter, at BleachCast. You can find me... On Tumblr at Floral Espers. You can find me on Twitter at MonkeyPyQuinn. That is M O N K I P I Q U I N N. And you could find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. We we don't have to we don't have to talk about the boobs on episode one hundred. Thank fucking God. Have a great week. Stay cool, chat. It's Nudity Fire Festival! <laughs> Captain Amagai's weak spot is on his right side. I, I'm sticking with it's Nudity Fire Festival. It's Nudity Fire Festival, everybody. We're, we're, we're going to Nudity Fire Festival. We're going to have a great time. I'm ending my fucking recording now.
した耳で開かれた目で二度とない空気を噛みしめて気がついた幻に今にも崩れそうでも心が叫び続けるならどこに朝焼ける空見上げ